Welcome to this episode of the Business to Practice podcast, where we focus on the financial and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, Drs. Eleanor Green and Jim Hurd talk about the new Lincoln Memorial University Equine Veterinary Education Program in Tennessee. I'm Kim Brown, Editor of Management. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. The Equine Veterinary Education Program is being coordinated with the guidance of Eleanor Green, who is DVM, DACVIM, DABVP, Dean Emerita of the Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Science, and she's a past president of the American Association of Equine Practitioners. Jim Hurd, PhD, is a past president of the American Quarter Horse Association, as well as the former director of the Equine Sciences Program at Colorado State University and former coordinator of the Equine Initiative at Texas A&M University. Thank you, Dr. Screen and Hurd, for joining us today to talk about the Lincoln Memorial University Veterinary Education Program. Kim, thank you for having us. It's uh, truly an honor to be on your program. Well, thank you for, for joining me. And I'm actually going to quote Dr. Hurd from a press release about this innovative and wonderful program. Dr. Green and I have witnessed the urgent need of horse owners and current veterinary practices for qualified veterinarians while at the same time understanding the tremendous cost of that education. Our collective hope is that this model will begin a movement to attract more students to the field. So, Dr. Green and Hurd, this is kind of a buzz thing that's going on in the industry right now. So this, this new equine education program at Lincoln Memorial University in Tennessee, and you both have been very actively involved in getting this program coordinated. So how did this idea come about? Well, Kim, again, thank you for having us uh, on this podcast. We're really excited to reach your audience with something this important. But as you mentioned, we both have been immersed in the equine industry for our entire working and personal lives. And, you know, we we have a deep understanding of, of what the horse industry is, what the horse industry needs. And we have a lifetime of experience as owners, veterinarians, uh, equine veterinary profession and the horse industry. And we we just saw this need and, and we've spent our entire career helping the industry. So I want to tell you sort of how the idea came about. One memorable day when we were in Lexington, Kentucky, Jim and I were driving around and he tossed out the idea as he looked at these big practices in the horse industry in that area of the country and said, wouldn't it be nice if we could have an equine-only veterinary college? And of course, having been a dean, I said, such a college could not meet accreditation guidelines. But that led to a discussion about options that were consistent with accreditation standards for veterinary colleges which could accomplish the goal. And the goal was an equine veterinary education program within an existing college. And that just seemed to be the way to go. Well, this is just so exciting because both of you have really extensive backgrounds at traditional universities with veterinary colleges. So why did you pick on this particular university, which is the uh, Lincoln Memorial University in Tennessee, to work with? Well, you know, Kim, we we considered a lot of traditional uh, 
uh, veterinary colleges. And we realized very quickly that uh, to, to take this, uh, we're talking about 20 to 25 students a year, and to have that set of students within a group of 140, 150, 160 students was going to be almost impossible to do. And so it was uh, very difficult to figure out how to do that at a traditional school. And I'll let Eleanor tell you uh, how this came about. Well, I've worked with a gentleman named Mark Cushing for many years. He's the CEO of Animal Policy Group. And of course, I actually consult with him now. But I've worked with him for years on other initiatives. And when Jim and I told him about this program, he told us a little bit more about LMU. He had been instrumental in starting the veterinary college at LMU, and he remains involved today. And he suggested that we explore LMU as a home for this program because of its culture and its reputation for innovation, flexibility, and nimbleness. And we thought perhaps this could happen. We're a large, uh, heavily uh, uh, established college that could not be mobile for the small group of students found it difficult, this might be the place to do it. And so we explored Lincoln Memorial University for that reason. Okay, so let's talk about the program in particular. What makes this program so unique going into vet school? Well, I think that's the exciting part of this. To start with, we're going to start by recruiting nationally. Um, you know, there's horse kids everywhere, all over the country. Every community in that has has young people that are interested in horses. So we're going to recruit nationally and internationally. And, and part of the qualifications to get into this program is you're going to have to have equine expertise to get wow. in. You're not going to just be want to be an equine veterinarian. You're going to have to have horse experience and expertise and want to be a veterinarian. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And by the way, there's still a place for other students who have an interest in equine veterinary medicine who really don't have the experience. But that's not this program. This program is for those with experience. Another unique feature about this program is that when the students are admitted to the undergraduate program at LMU, they will be admitted to the equine veterinary education program as a continuum that flows from their undergraduate students through the veterinary curriculum. And so once students complete their undergraduate requirements, maintain an acceptable grade point average, and exhibit good citizenship throughout, they will automatically enter the, the veterinary curriculum. So in a sense, this is an early admission program. The other thing that we're really excited about, and I think this makes it as unique as anything, is that we have six required in immersive summer internships experiences. Uh, two at farms and ranches, uh, major farms and ranches, and four once they get admitted into vet school at clinics and practices around the country. And then on top of that, it's a six and a half year program versus eight to nine on many others. So we've reduced the cost of the total education and tuition cost, and they're going to be paid for these internships. So they'll have some revenue coming in in addition to learning. They start to generate income a year and a half earlier, too. Yeah, I mean, that, that cuts down on that horribly expensive veterinary tuition that is, is causing a lot of students not to want to choose equine when they come out. So why is this program that takes people from undergraduate to graduate veterinarians with equine experience before they even start this program? Why is this important to the equine industry? and specifically to equine veterinary medicine? 
Well, if we address the issue in equine veterinary medicine first, we know that it's facing numerous challenges and reaching what many describe as an equine veterinary profession in crisis. In fact, the American Association of Equine Practitioners recently created a commission on equine veterinary sustainability to address these many issues. And we think this program will also address these issues. From the data that they've gathered, we know that there's a shortage of equine veterinarians. Only about a little over 1% of veterinary graduates actually enter an equine practice each year. And another roughly 5% pursue equine internships. But within five years, 50% of those leave equine practices and sometimes even veterinary medicine. And they cite major influences like burnout, low starting salaries, insufficient to pay off their student debt, which can reach $200,000 in some cases. And new equine graduates are known for receiving the lowest starting salaries of all veterinary graduates, even though their salaries can ultimately surpass those of other veterinarians once their experience and their client support grows. Nonetheless, when prospective students and prospective graduates look and see that they're going to get the lowest salaries of everyone else in their class, they might shift to something else, which they do. And we know that even as, as skilled as our existing veterinary colleges are, they devote tremendous resources and to quality education, but our equine graduates are saying they're not practice ready. Uh, to go into a major equine uh, uh, practice because they don't know enough about horses, they don't have enough hands-on experience, and so they struggle with the low pay, and, and no no practice is going to pay them the full price uh, if they have to spend three to four years learning how to handle horses. And so that's one of the reasons that we designed the program the way we did. And we think a lot about the impact of students in these circumstances, and we should, and the impact on new graduates, and we should. What we don't often do is translate that on into the domino effect, which these circumstances directly affect and can affect more the health and well-being of horses. And then that has a direct effect on the horse industry itself. So we see the equine veterinary education program as being to address, uh, being designed to address all these challenges directly. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. Care Credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple, budget-friendly financing options. By bridging the gap between cost and care, Care Credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients. It can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed. Let's let's hear a little bit more about the the summer work experience portion of this because that is critically important. I know that is an area where there's been at the AP and in the industry some thoughts about how do we make this better for the students. So what is the impact on graduates and ultimately what's the impact on the industry of these summer programs? Well, I think that, first of all, all universities are learning that they can't teach everything that a successful student needs to know in the classroom. And so we're seeing more and more hands-on experience around the country in undergraduate as well as uh, uh, veterinary programs. And I think this is the fundamental strength of the EVEP program. Uh, They're going to do, as I said earlier, six required summer internships. 
two within the horse industry, one of which will start even before they enter the undergraduate program, and then four within the equine veterinary medicine program. So think about this. A student receives a letter of acceptance into the equine veterinary education program in their undergraduate program, right? In this continuum through undergraduate to veterinary medicine. And with that letter comes an expectation to start their first internship the summer before their fall classes started their freshman year of the undergraduate program. So they're going to go right into these immersive hands-on experiences immediately. And then every summer afterwards will be devoted to additional equine internships that Dr. Hurd described. Another feature is that these will be paid internships, providing needed funds to reduce student debt even farther. You know, when we uh, when we thought about successful equine veterinarians, many of them either either had the experience to start with, or they built that experience through their undergraduate and and professional uh, academic careers. And so that's all that we're doing. We're giving them immersive experience in the horse industry and in equine veterinary medicine, and they'll graduate with unprecedented hands-on experience and knowledge of the industry and the professional needs of the industry. You know, it's been fun with this program to imagine a new graduate that comes out of this program. Imagine the confidence level of these veterinary graduates with the experiences they're going to be provided. And this is just the tip of the iceberg of what those experiences will be. Imagine the impact on equine veterinary medicine that's populated by these graduates every single year. And imagine how many healing job offers every single one of them are going to receive. I think people are going to line up at the door to hire these graduates. And for me, imagine the impact on the horse industry of having these horsemen and horsewomen who are going to be outstanding veterinarians. And this is just incredible. I, I love the idea of this program and can't wait to follow these first students through. But you've also put together, it's it's not just you, you've got a great advisory council for this program. Tell me a little bit about some of the advisory council members. Well, you know, uh, obviously working at different universities and different programs, I've worked with a lot of advisory committees and I think chemistry is one of the most important things. And you need to know that we didn't ask anyone to be on this program that said no. And so we have an unbelievable group that starts with Eleanor and I, as you've already introduced us. Uh, Glenn Blodgett, uh, horse division manager of the Four Sixes, who's one of the uh, most unbelievable combination veterinarians and breeders in, in our industry. Dr. Andy Clark, who is the CEO of Avante Equine Practices. Uh, James Clement, who's land resource manager for King Ranch. Chris Cox, who owns Chris Cox Horsemanship. And of course, Chris is a four-time uh, world champion of Road to the Horse. Um, we have Rich Decker, uh, who is a, a real estate sales agent right now, but a former manager of Art Preston's uh, Preston Wood Farms and started Windstar. David Foley, executive director of the American Association of Equine Practitioners. Eric Hamelbeck, CEO of the National Horseman's a Benevolent and Protective Association. Um, Brad Jackman, uh, the owner and CEO of Pioneer Equine Health. Uh, Jeannie Jeffrey, Vice President of Zoetis Equine. Uh, Pat Johnson, uh, 
A lot of people wonder why we have Pat Johnson, who is director of education and director of spine stem cell research at Cedar sinai He's a horseman, he's a rancher's son, and he's maybe, uh, in a lot of people's opinion, the number one orthopedic uh, surgeon in the country. Eddie Kane, manager of Calumet. Imagine a young person getting to work at Calumet Farm. Uh, Leanne Kimmelbeck, Kim Kimmelbeck, uh, surgeon and practice owner from Brandon, Florida. Uh, D. Wayne Lucas, who is a friend of Eleanor and I, and he just is overjoyed to be a part of this. Uh, Ed Murray, uh, owner and founder of Cusa Veterinary Equine in Alabama. Jeff Pumphrey, uh, senior practice member of Haggard's Equine Medical Institute. Bill Rood, founder and CEO of Rood and Riddle. Debbie Spike Pierce, the uh, president and CEO now of Rood and Riddle. Duncan Taylor, uh, former president of TaylorMade Farms, they sell more yearlings than any other operation in the in the country, and now they're starting to sell them internationally. Imagine in those two years that you get to work with with the Taylor family; it's an unbelievable opportunity. And then Jeff Tebow, who's uh, on the uh, AQHA executive committee now, but is very active in in equine sales as well as equine insurance. Um, and then, of course, we've got Mark Cushing that we talked about earlier. And then uh, we were able to hire Julie Bryant, uh, who is an unbelievable PR person and has worked with the American Youth Horse Council, AAP, uh, AQHA, the American Quarter Horse Journal. And, and she's our administrative assistant on this. So we, we couldn't be more honored uh, to have the people that we have that are willing to do this. And we're going to have our first meeting in October, and we can't hardly wait to get them all together in the same room. So this is a really outstanding team, and each one of these was carefully and intentionally selected to include these notable equine leaders and to achieve diversity of experience and thought across this country. And there's a really good balance between top equine veterinarians and horse industry leaders. And Jim has just given a wonderful overview of who they are. And as he mentioned, uh, nobody has said no. And I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of people asking to get on this council. Well, and I love the fact that you're doing a mix of not only equine veterinary, but the horse side, because it's so important for them to get experience within the industry before they go out to practice to know what their clients are looking for. Yeah, so, and not only the clients, but the other industry. For example, Jeannie Jeffrey of Zoetta. So they'll get to see that side of, of the industry as well. That's, that's a good point. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about some of the veterinary practices and farms and ranches that are going to be part of these summer experiences? And I just want to know, can I go tag along and just see? <laughs> well, I actually want to go back. I want to start over. I know. This because this is basically what I did as an undergraduate. But uh, we've, we're just starting to line up our farms and ranches and veterinary clinics because we really had to get this program off the ground at the university level. But but some of the people that have already committed, uh, verbally committed uh, uh, on the quarter horse side, we have the four sixes, the King Ranch, Brazos Valley Equine and Lazy E. Uh, you know, we just covered some of the biggest operators in, in our entire quarter horse industry. On the thoroughbred side, we have verbal commitments from Calumet, Gainesway, Spendthrift, TaylorMade, Lanes Inn, and Denali. Uh, and the interesting thing is I, I was back there in June, and I, I visited some of these guys in, in Lexington, and they said, do we only have to take one? 
So we want more than one uh, because how often do we get somebody that's interested in horses, that's bright and wants to stay in, the, in this industry for a lifetime? And then on the veterinary practices, we've had the same kind of interest and we are just getting launched with this. But so far we have Haggard's, Rudin Riddle, Avante, 113 Equine, ESMS, which is Equine Sports Medicine and Surgery. We have Brazos Valley Equine Hospitals and Brandon Equine Veterinary Medical Center in Florida. So we've tried to get geographic and, yeah. and horse type diversity in these practices. And we know there are going to be more to come there. Uh, and that list is going to lengthen tremendously in the future. Yeah. And, and I know when we've talked, this program's not really to recruit potential equine veterinarians, but to recruit horse people, men and women, who want to be veterinarians. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think that's a, a huge statement. We're not just recruiting people to be equine veterinarians, but we're recruiting horsemen and horsewomen who want to be equine veterinarians. And I tell you, there's a big difference there. So our goal is to recruit those aspiring equine veterinarians from within the horse industry, and they'll bring a multitude of different experiences to this program. However, the commonality will be their involvement with horses. One of the things we're really excited about, Kim, is that, that uh, we're going to try to arrange for these kids to meet once a week uh, informally and have peer discussions about what they learned at these farms and ranches, what they know from their own background. You know, did they grow up in the hunter-jumper world? Did they grow up in the thoroughbred world? Did they grow up on a ranch? But begin to communicate about the broad scope of the equine industry among themselves. Yeah, so how many equine veterinarians, uh, and certainly equine veterinary students have had that type of experience across the entire equine industry. And through this peer-to-peer -peer learning, these students who come from different backgrounds, who go to different internship experiences, will come back, share their experiences, and it will be uh, just, I think, synergistic uh, within and among the students. I just want to clarify that this program, they are going through vet school. They will learn about all species, but yep. we are bringing horse people experienced horse people in from the time they're freshmen in college, even before that, and giving them the, if I can help, the mentoring within and without the industry to succeed on the equine side specifically when they graduate. Yeah. And think about this. Right now, an equine veterinary student at any university gets to track. They get to choose electives. They get to choose equine practices and other experiences for their externships that they have. So that will be the case too. All these students will have the typical ways that they can choose electives, that they can go to externship programs, but layer on top of that, yeah. these other experiences. In addition, uh, Jim and I have co-taught a course before that's called Issues in the Equine Industry. We will do that too. We bring leaders from around the industry that, that give them uh, experience about all the different issues in the industry now, and again, like welfare and behavior and different things like that. So they'll they'll have an unbelievable breadth of exposure. Well, I know the two of you, I've known both of you for probably longer than any of us want to admit, but what does it mean to you and why is it important to put so much work and effort into making this happen? 
Well, you know, we both have spent our entire life, really. Uh, you know, I had my, my, I've had a horse all my life. And, and so I, I have worked with the industry uh, throughout my life. And, and as she said, we were driving around and saw this need and, and really worked at figuring out a way to do this because we think it helps the industry. It helps veterinary medicine. And, and we're, we're just excited to one last time, probably, uh, because we've spent 50 years doing that, each of us. Uh, but we want to serve the industry one more time. And we think we found uh, maybe uh, the best uh, uh, way to do that that we've come up with in our careers. Might have missed that, but he said 50 years each. That actually makes a century of experience sitting right here with you today. But we, I'm, I like Jim, I have had horses uh, all my life and devoted my entire career to horses. And and I, I would do it all again, and I, we're going to continue to do it. But I think the other thing that Jim and I talk about a lot is that wherever either one of us has been, we have given back in some way, tried to give back, and we always have our eye on impacts. What can we do that's going to have an impact? And this program affords us another opportunity to bring together a wealth of experience to do exactly that, to make a difference in this industry, in this profession we love so much, along with just benefiting the horse that has given so much to us. Well, and, and we talked earlier on about the Lincoln Memorial University. So how have the leadership and the faculty and staff at that university, what, what do they think about this program? Have they you know, embraced it? Well, the LMU leadership has been enormously supportive of this program. We actually took uh, Pete DeBusk and the veterinary dean, Dr. Stacy Anderson, to the four sixes. We took them through uh, Lexington and, and really got them to see the equine industry, which Dr. Anderson already knew because she's a board certified equine surgeon who still rides and competes. So she understands the industry already. Pete DeBusk had not understood the industry before that, but he does now. And he, as chairman of the board of LMU, is devoted to providing quality education in all of the LMU programs. And he sees this program as a program of distinction. And one interesting story about him is as we're going through this, another reason we chose LMU, I'll tell you, is that we, we asked him, we said, well, Pete, how long will it take to get this program approved? And he said, 15 minutes, I'm chairman of the board. So the fact is, is that he, um, when he sees something that's of great value to the university and to the students and graduates, he is all on board. And that's how he's been with this program. Dr. Elizabeth Thompson, who's also very important to this, she's dean of the Allied Health Sciences uh, in the undergraduate portion of the program, is also a veterinarian. So she understands it also and is enthused about overseeing the undergraduate portion and the early admission to the veterinary curriculum. We're actually anxious to meet the LMU faculty face to face to get their direct input as well. And we'll do that in October when we go for our first advisory council meeting and visit the campus. And then after that, we're really going to be excited to meet and get to know the first students. But we've already had some students reach out to us, so we know they're excited. So Succinctly, to answer your question, the, the LNU leadership has been all on board. And the first students apply this fall 
then start next summer in their first internship before they're freshmen in the fall of 23, correct? Correct. That is correct. We uh, will start taking applications this fall. They'll be reviewed after the first of the year. And then uh, we'll, we'll have uh, formalized agreements with all the farms uh, for them to be able to start next summer. That's awesome. So is there anything else you want to tell our audience who is, is usually made up of veterinarians, vet techs, vet students, and, you know, kind of industry professionals, and some of whom may be uh, hopefully telling some of their younger people who are interested in horses about this program. So what do you want to tell them? Well, uh, you, you covered it right there. We want them to tell people about this program. It's unique. It's an opportunity for the uh, horse kids of, of, of the U.S. to, to come to a, a, an accredited a veterinary program, major in equine, uh, get the hands-on experience that nobody else is offering them. And we just want people to tell young people about this program because we think it's exciting. We think it's a rare opportunity for them. And uh, we're, we're really, really excited about what this can become. I'd like to start by echoing Jim's comments about, I'd like to start over. I, as, an, as an equine kid myself, entering college and going to veterinary school, I would have done anything to get into a program like this. It, it's just everything that I would have wanted. And as a result of that, we're going to try to provide those for others. Beyond that, the other thing I'd like to do, I always like to think about down the road and where we're going. So as we close with a glimpse into the future, I'd like for us all to imagine five years from now when when uh, we're getting close to our first graduates 10 years from now, when we have some graduates out and they're actually in the, in the profession practicing and well beyond as excellent veterinarians find fulfilling lifetime careers in equine veterinary medicine. So envision a thriving equine veterinary profession no longer in crisis as these graduates make significant contributions to the health and well-being of horses and provide meaningful service to equine veterinary medicine and the horse industry. This has to mean something to all who have devoted their lives to the horse that we all care about so much. I mean, I'm not sure there's any better 